Cal the Shell. It's 1025 The Bone. Fatties are emailing me like mad, Galvin. By the way, I mean that from the bottom of my heart as a fellow fatty. Not mocking you. Just it is what it is. Stop saying big bones. Stop saying it's unhealthy and it's fat. And I know a lot of you guys are in tough, stuck situations. Here to help. Tom Cotter is coming in. He's in good shape. How are you, buddy? Good to see you. Tom Cotter, you know, was uh, lost to the dogs on America's <laughs> Got Talent. That's, how, that's how you know him? I mean, that's got to be the best way to say it. Uh, and, and I was there, and I sat next to the dog family during the thing, and I, and I did not care until they raised their... What country were they from? Do you remember? Uh, I want to say Peru. Peru. Yeah. They raised their Peru flag, and, I, and the New York and me stepped in, and I always wanted to be like, oh, put your flag away. You're getting a little crazy now. But, uh, you know, I, as you probably know... Always better not to win those things. Not yeah, to win. I still wanted to win. Yeah, but you don't care. It's not because I read the fine print, and they tell you they pay you. You can make them louder if you want. Right. Right. They pay you a million dollars, whatever it is, over the next 60 years of, it's like the money, isn't it? It's, it's the exposure. Annuity. Yeah. yeah. So, but you want, but which is, does that seem real cheap? Like they, because they'll pay a million dollars for a set, or God knows if they play Green Day to perform that night on the show. But they won't Stern just stroke a check. Making, how much yeah, he exactly. as, a, as a judge. You know? yeah. But they won't just stroke you a check for a million dollars they could sell one commercial for. And they make the uh, winner parade around with the giant cardboard check, like the publisher's clearing. Right, right, right. right. When it's an annuity, it's twenty five grand a year for forty years, which is nothing. Which is no one ever takes that. They always take the buyout, which right. is three hundred and seventy grand. And I hear after taxes, that's uh, yeah, less than a quarter of a million. Right. But you're not doing it for that. You're doing it for the exposure. So it didn't really matter first or second place. What it was the number one still would have loved to have yeah, yeah, yeah i was the top human finisher this is <laughs> yes. that's what i tell people yeah and tom won in the hardest way possible because you had to be clean guy for tv and you're not always clean guy no which which also could have hurt you because everybody's like oh that's a clean guy from tv but you're not i mean i've seen you do stand up i've had you on other shows before where you could talk and say whatever you want you're a funny guy well you're very kind you have impeccable i'm taste not in i'm comedy. kind yeah. of a jerk and i'm still complimentary to you and what is the uh the set time sometimes it's like what a minute and a half two minutes it is a minute it's nine. it was 90 seconds my year but i think seconds. they've upped it to two minutes now but it always used to kill me because I would watch the show, and some people were not doing 90 seconds. Some acts they give a lot oh, yeah. of leeway to. Some of these close-up magicians come down, they get up in front of the judges, and then they do their thing. And like, you're looking at your watch going, there's no way. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they kept us to 90 seconds. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a weird. But you know what? At the end of the day, you get all the uh, national television exposure. Now your rate goes up for comedy clubs. And what do you do? Did you do? Did you do any residencies anywhere, or did you just get right on the road and start? We had to go to. We were their their uh, their servant for right. a while. We signed something early on, saying in the unlikely event you make the finals, they own you. So uh -huh. for four months, we had to go to Vegas and do their little dog and pony show. And uh, the we did it at the Palazzo, but it was the America's Got Talent live show. Everybody was bitter. Who no was there? It was you there. and the dogs, and who else? It was me. Everyone thought the harp guy, the giant harp guy, oh, yeah. was going to win. Yeah. And if he didn't win, they thought the sand artist was going to win. So right. I showed up at the finals with wire cutters and a leaf blower. But what I should have <laughs> had was poison puppy treats. But I, uh, but it was the dog act. The um, the the harp guy, the sand artist, the speed painter, uh, myself, and uh, a singer, 
and nobody wanted to be there. The dogs were the only ones happy to be there because yeah. you're flavor of the month. And, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Every, you're getting offers to do these corporate gigs for ridiculous money that you've oh, never you made before. You're and stuck you have to there. Say, no, uh, you're actually obligated to go do there. How long? They're making money off you. Not two months in the fall. And then they broke for the winter because they had the Nutcracker or something right. in the theater for the winter for Christmas, and then two months in the spring. Oh, uh, that's four not months. so bad. Four months. That's not so bad. Yeah, but then, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. every day you're there, your flavor you're wears out. A little bit less in people's mind. And yeah. so it was It was a frustrate. Plus, I have kids, and, you know, my wife knows what she got into. She, right. she was a comic, so she knew that I was going on the road. But four months is a big chunk of time for the kids. They didn't get it, you know. Do you uh, ever get from your wife? I know your wife's a comic. Do you ever get now? Um, well, I mean, that was your shot. Now I have to go do my thing. Uh, that's what I'd be dreading. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's uh, always a uh, you know. Whenever you're in the same field, there's right. always a little bit of competition. Yeah. She went further than I did on Last Comic Standing. And right. I think I don't hear about that every time we have an argument. <laughs> that comes up a lot. So uh, did she ever give you? You lost to the goddamn dogs. Yeah. We could have put a pool in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> She definitely <laughs> sticks the knife in my back whenever she can. Yeah, she's um, not here. She can't hear us. Is she funny? She's funny. Yeah, I think for you know, it's harder for women. And, and she used to say that to me all the time. And I was used to throw the flag and go, "BS. There's no way it's harder for you. There's less of you. Yeah. You know, when they want a funny woman, you definitely get the call. When they want a funny guy, I may not get the call. Yeah, There's you and so five thousand other people. Yeah, yeah. I'm a short middle-aged white guy. There's right. a million of us out yeah. there. So uh, she would always say that it's sexist and everything and now that i'm married to her i see that it really is because the parameters within which she works are much more narrow i can get up and talk about my junk all day and right. people think it's funny but if she does half the whore. audience shuts yeah, down yeah, yeah. and she can't swear without some people getting offended um unless you're lisa lampanelli or someone right, that's, that's really over the top yeah uh my wife is not. funny but I don't want her to realize she's funny. And she did have... Uh, is she listening? No, she never listened. She <laughs> yeah. didn't think I'm funny. Uh, no, but she, I, we had a roast one year, and she was like, I want to roast you. And I thought, well, that'll be cute if you get up there and she could say a couple of dirty words. And she got up there and just crushed it. She, she killed it. Like, the, the, the she had writers? Did she do it herself? No, she, no. no it was wow. years, years worth of built-up anger and feelings, <laughs> and she killed it. And I have to tell you, she's very... If I could bring her something and say... Hey, what do you think? This is funny, and she'll take it and make it funnier. Like she's got some she talent. She punches it up. They do. Punch, she does she punch punches it up. But I never want to. I can never admit to her because don't think she hasn't hit me with a. We should do a podcast. And I'm like, mm, you should do a podcast. Yeah. You and your friends go do it. Yeah. You know. Everyone wants us to do the comedy team thing, you know, because nobody does it anymore. So yeah. we get always. Oh, you the new still in still yeah, in mirror still in mirror or the your Burns and Allen yeah or the, uh, Nichols and May if you want to go away yeah even Lucy and Desi but nobody does it so it's nostalgic for people so. They make us do it sometimes, and if they throw the right money in front of us, we're whores. Yeah, 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 I do. Uh, she is a different style than I am. I'm, I'm a more of a one-liner, rapid-fire guy, and she's a more storyteller comic. So merging those two styles yeah. is a nightmare. And plus, you know, most guys go to work to get away from their wives, right. and I'm not going to bring mine with <laughs> bring me. Bring her on the I road. So yeah. I don't even think that as a married guy with kids, I always say this to all the comedians, the best thing for your marriage, because... My wife and I get along great until Wednesday. And then Wednesday and Thursday, she's moody and we fight. And then the weekend, hopefully, we'll get to do some cool stuff. Wednesday, you leave. 
You yeah. leave, and just when you she starts missing you, you're home on Monday, and then back to loving you for a couple of days. I mean, that seems like the best formula ever. It's the cliche: the absence makes the heart yeah. grow fonder. And uh, but the other one is when the cat's away, the mice will play. <laughs> so she better not be playing with the mice. That's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, we she's she knew what she was getting into. It's the kids the, the issue. The kids yeah. hate. The, I've missed a lot of little league games, and I've missed a lot of school plays. How old are they? Twins are 14, youngest is 10. Now, okay, so they're all on an age where you can negotiate with them and rationalize with them. Like, I, I, yeah. my son will, my, I have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and my son's like, hey, when I'm done with my homework, can we go out? No, no, we're not going out and doing anything. You can go do whatever you want. Daddy's going to get up in six hours. It's not happening. Yeah. But I feel bad, but a lot of times I'm, uh, I, you know, but your kids, you should be like, hey, look, yeah, I'm not going to be here for two months, but guess what? You guys are going to get awesome Christmas gifts this year. Yeah, like, that's, that's the thing. You that's know, the thing. my dad came to one wrestling match when I was a kid. That's right, it. And right. I, and, and you're fine. he was a provider. He, he worked his butt off. Right. You know, and we, I get it now. When I was a kid, I was a little disgruntled. Yeah. But now I understand. You know, yeah, he's not out partying with his friends. He's out no. working overtime shifts on a yeah. Saturday to get time and a half. Yeah. So yeah, now I, I say, wow, I, I get it. But when I was a kid, I was a little pissed. And I think that's where my kids are now. They're yeah, yeah. Like, How come you can't be here for this? And yeah. Like, you know, because I'm... Uh, Joke boy. I'm going to call I'm going <laughs> to yeah. call him. I'll take care of them. Yeah, right. around. Well, here. now we have FaceTime and you have stuff like that. I love we that. We didn't have when we were kids. Yeah. Yeah, so I can we, talk we go to on, him every night. We go on a cruise with the show every year and uh I in the beginning I would get like depressed. Now I get to FaceTime him to the point where it gets annoying, you know? What I mean, now I'm like, "All right, I've seen enough of you kids." But it's not cheap on a cruise ship. I no, used to not. work on ships and Make the you know. Company pay for it. Oh, they hook you. Up. So <laughs> you are, you did comedy on the cruise ship? I uh, that is not a badge of honor, but no, yes, I, but for years I worked on. Uh, I was the only reason guys. why I think that's so bad is because they really treat you like you are second to the guy who cleans the tables. I mean, you're it depends on the line. But yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, they don't let you even stay on for the whole cruise, and you got and you're kind of like in the middle of staff and maintenance worker. Yeah, because some like princess. You were in a crew area. You had a crew cabin. Do me a favor. Turn that, just talking to the oh, front. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but on Royal, I was on Royal and Celebrity, same company. Uh, they were good to me. I always got a passenger cabin. And, oh, you know, see, that's decent. Good. But then you'd have to call home to the wife and tell her how miserable it was that you were off the coast of Jamaica. <laughs> and at 70 degrees yeah. and she's freezing her ass off. Uh, New England, I'm like, ah, what honey, do you, this, is, this is brutal. I'm sorry. I, what do you get to eat on the cruise when you're a worker? I always gain weight. Cause they, no, but I mean, like, they let you eat anything like you were the dining yeah. room or yeah, yeah. the crew, no, you crew go to, I always go to the Windjammer right, right, right. Uh, which is the buffet yeah. mm-hmm. it's easier it's you know it's weird because if you have a good show you, you want to hide in your cabin because everybody from Oklahoma wants you to come eat with them right. and, with that. and if you have a bad show you're mortified so you want to <laughs> hide in your cabin anyway so you're like this little troll in a little cave yeah. until they call you out to come do your two shows in the week oh. now, it's, it's a pain but I saw I saw I've been on a lot of cruises uh, I'm going on another one in November and I I have, for some reason, I mean, you don't do anything uh, crowd-wise. Like you don't call anybody up on stage. Or if there's ever any of those acts, I'm always the guy that they pull out. And <laughs> I don't mean, it, and like, and I'm like, I I have a resting angry face, and I'm usually not. I'm usually in a great mood, but I look like I'm mad. I'm a big guy, and I'm not like I'm not even big jolly guy. Where they go, oh, bring the big jolly guy up here. I, I but yet every place we go. They pick me to, they want to do, some guy put, brought me, and I don't want to be a dick, and I have a, uh, you know, I, I appreciate people, live performers have a tough gig, but when they bring, one guy brought me up on stage, 
And this is when I was dating my wife, which is really... And then I had to wear... I put this apparatus on, which was kind of like a ventriloquist mouth. Oh, yeah. And then he would touch my back and the mouth would open. And all of a sudden, I'm in the act with him. Like, at one point... You he are had, the act. Oh, he asked me to... And then and then we're going to put a dress on you. And, of course, I had to play into it where I looked at him and I really loud. And I'm like... And the guy's like... At the end, he was like, thank you for playing along. I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know what about my face says pull that jerk out of the crowd well because you're a team player oh but you, it didn't, you got the job done for I, i'm gonna i try the scowl and they come over who in this area i look down i go not me you know you should do you should raise your hand and yeah, then yeah. Pick you'd be like, ah. that's true yeah. if you did that they'd never yeah. pick it yeah. oh it's miserable but anyway tom you're cotter a, you're is a team here. player that's nice that you went up there and helped the guy out yeah i feel bad because there's a guy in front of you know a couple hundred people trying to make a living why would i be a dick you know what i mean i got nothing to gain by making them look foolish um, you were dating your wife at the time. So was, after that, oh, did you get some that no, night? Did you get no, some no. back in the cabin? Nope. No? Perfectly prepared for our future marriage. Wow. <laughs> this is the way things are going to be forever. You're preaching to the choir. Right. I'm not upset with her now because I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. Uh, I I have uh, no experience in writing television scripts or comedy or anything like that. But I did. I wrote a... I came up with a story in my head and I had an idea. And one of my friends as a writer said, you should just write it. Write it and we'll help you to do it so i wrote it with you in mind Uh oh you were well you were the guy who i had in my mind that would play the lead character um so I it's a dwarf nazi no, no, no. you want to know what it is i'll yeah. tell you well, i don't know me. i don't I'm think intrigued. it's insulting at all no. um it is a guy who does midday morning tv like after the 10 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock news and he just his desire is to be the next Regis. You are the you are the guy, and you marry you're married to a woman who was a news anchor, and she quit her job because your career kind of took off. And then while you're while you think you're about to get the call to go to New York to be the next Regis, uh, she decides she wants to have children. And you're like, I'm not having kids. Look at me. I'm not. I'm in this age. I'm doing this thing, and she wants to adopt a kid. Because you don't want to have one, and you're like, do whatever you want. Kind of like when your when your spouse wants a puppy, and they go, that's fine, but I'm not taking care of it. And you do one of those. So they adopt an Asian kid, and then the Asian kid comes in, and things change. When they call you in for the meeting that you think you're going to New York, you get fired. They're replacing you, and at the same time, she gets a call from CNN where she's getting a. a they want her back in the business. So now he's the so stay now at he's got to stay home with the kid that he didn't want. Wow. And the and doesn't like the kid, kind of a little racist, calls him Wang all the time, doesn't like him. And the good, it's kind of it's comedy, it's Modern Family ish meets Breaking Bad because as you I, and the kid develop I love a relationship, as premise you and the good. kid develop a relationship, you realize the kid's a goddamn genius, and you start using the kid to do uh, evil things. Like you, you figure out he's good at the track and those sort of things, card counting, card yeah. counting, like and it. you and the kid, since your career has gone to hell. You and the kid become a team, and of course, you and the kid, your relationship grows. Her career grows, and then there's also this uh, nagging thing in the back. Is back when she was coming up, she had sex with Rick Springfield, and every time you go to do one of these shows, Rick Springfield comes to town. They want to bring him on your show, so you this hate is Rick Springfield. Remarkably similar to my real life. <laughs> <laughs> my wife never had sex with Rick, but her nickname was Comic Relief. Cause, you know, uh, but wow, that's uh, that's great. Right? We thought about adopting an Asian kid, but it was a 17-year-old girl in the soft school, <laughs> and I was there to help her with her homework. Yes, I'm all for that, yeah, too. Yeah, that's a good thing. So that's, and then I, so I want to say you that Are shopping I, it? Are you... No, no, I wrote the first, uh, the pilot, and uh, and then I just keep thinking about it. So that's where it's at. 
But the funny thing is, is that I, in my head, in the beginning, I was like, what if it was like an Alec Baldwin where the guy's like real, you know? And then I, then you, I think you was the last time you were on the show. I was like, you know, it would be great, Tom Cotter. And then as I started writing, it just came out because there was a guy who, who there was a guy. I think it was before you were here, Galvin. There, when midday local talk shows first popped up in Tampa, yeah, there was a guy here, Brian, somebody, for, for, not Fasulo, but Fasillo, I think something similar. To that. He was that guy. And uh, you're not that you're not that guy comedy wise. You just had that good look to you. That did all he get American. fired? Did he get fired? He got fired. But he was a guy who loved that. That job was the greatest thing in the world. Most of those guys who have that job do it because their other job failed, right? Like those. Mid- it, I don't think it's the. Yeah, I think you want morning drive or afternoon drive. You don't want mid morning, right? You know, it's only housewives, right? And I mean, it's not a. It's not a bad. Like there's there's. It's a gig. It's, it's a, a gig. Yeah. And there's an ex football player doing one station. There's. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Penacoli, who does like a national entertainment tonight kind of thing, also does this here. So it's like a. It's not. It's not Regis, but you it's think not you're what a you step- aspire to, but you're happy to have the gig. You always think you're a step away from Regis. Yeah. Ah, all right. Now I feel better. Now I'm going to go full forward. I with like it. go for. Put the pedal to the metal. Do you have a title That's for gonna it? It's going to be huge. Uh, no, it had a very racist working title, but I had to change it up a little bit. In the beginning, it was just going to be about the the kid and the guy, but really that goes away after like three episodes. Then, yeah. then of course everybody sees by the end of the thing he's going to soften up to the kid. But if the kid turns out to have, there's also a guy who works here in this company, Tim Clark, whose parents uh, live in Long Island, and they adopted uh, like four or five different kids from uh, from Asia, a couple of Korean kids, and Tim ended up being the, they're all successful, but Tim is like a young 20-something, 30-something-year-old radio superstar. I mean, he's the guy, and I thought, what if you get the kid, and he's really like you and the kid bond over something, like you see something in him where he's, and I thought, it's always good to make the kid smart and make yeah. you bad make you turn evil well i am evil first of all and, and we get rick springfield for the show and and asian kids are smart let's be honest about that. it's a yeah. stereotype but it's true and we have in our family we have two korean amerasians they were the products of uh, uh an american soldier right uh, oh really with a korean yeah and, what uh, older or younger uh one is older than me mija is older than me and nancy is younger than me but yeah <laughs> see See, you already got. I already picked the right guy. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. I can't wait till one day they're doing the documentary on the most successful show of all time, and they go back to this footage when I first introduced the that's, idea. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a great concept. Uh, and there's nothing like it on TV. So I think that's a thing. Yeah, there's all the shows are the same. Yeah, all the shows are the same. And then Dave Coulier is the actual star. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom's like, "What? What happened? Hey, he pitches me. Uh, How did that happen? I'm really into Cotter, and they're like, "Oh, we got Full House lined <laughs> like, right, I got no pulling uh, Hollywood." That's all right. I lose again. <laughs> what do you go on a lot of auditions? No, because I'm on the road so much. You know, so you wouldn't rather do that. Like most comedians want to come off the road. Uh this is what has paid my bills for 20 years. That you know? shows so, you're successful. Like not? Seinfeld. Like Seinfeld's like this is what I love to do. This is what pays the bills. This is what a I'll lot do of forever. Do you stand up as a means to get on TV? Right. Anthony Clark famously said, "If I could stop, and I think he did stop doing stand up, you know." By getting myself on TV, which he did, uh, mission accomplished. Yeah. Like, I always want to do this. Uh, I want to do this when I'm 90. I belong to the Friars in New York City, and the average age there is deceased. And yeah. all the old guys walking around there, but they never retire. George no. Burns was booked when he was 100. Because you know, you're funny. So, you're funny. It's you in you. You want to do it. You don't want to be a Walmart greeter. Right, right, age, right. We don't have 401ks as comics. So yeah. we, we plan to work. I'm going to work until I'm dead. Then, Seinfeld booked uh, a theater in Vegas uh, for his 90th birthday. 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Right, you they, they did that documentary about older people, and they had Carl Reiner on there, and uh, Jerry Seinfeld's mom lived to be, I think, 92 or something, and she was supposed to be in the documentary, but she passed away before it, but they still made about it. But he said, he goes, I'm going to keep working as long as I can, and I'm going to book a date for my 90th birthday now so that when I turn 90, I know that I have a Smart show. Man. <laughs> Joan That's Rivers good. was in her 80s. You know, yeah. She hadn't died from that throat thing. She yeah. would still be swinging the bat. And- yeah. I Listen, more, more power to you. I uh, I think it's great. Every once in a while, they'll hear that, like, Pat Cooper or somebody comes to one of the fringe areas. he's just areas. retired. I think they, he's yeah, just I mean, that's down. the thing. He's got to be older than dirt at this point. A lot of those guys, though. We did the last week. I'm not dropping names because I was just a warm-up, but we did the Kennedy Center honors for David Letterman. Oh, yeah. On the 20th of November. How'd that go? It was great. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, they just wanted me to jump on the grenade before uh, the first one was Steve Martin and and, um, and uh, what's his name? Martin, Martin Short. Martin Short yeah. came out and did a thing together. And Kimmel was there, and Kimmel said last year he did it for Bill Murray. Bill Murray won the award last year. It's the Mark Twain Prize. Right. Uh, and he said, I'm not doing it unless you get a, guy, a comic to warm up the crowd because like, there are all these rich old sure. people sitting there stodgy and they yeah. laugh. And so the first couple of acts get thrown to the wolves. So I was thrown to the wolves. But How'd it go? The reason, it was great. They yeah. were really good. Uh, they were still being seated when I started. But by the time I was done, the lights were down. They were all seated. They were laughing. They were great. And then they started right into the show after that. And Bill Murray killed it. He was hysterical. Yeah. Uh, people should watch it. It's going to be on PBS. But uh, Now, you do know, you interact with Bill Murray at all? He was cool backstage. Yeah. I didn't see Letterman. Letterman's up in the balcony with his kids and yeah, his yeah, yeah. wife and everything. So he, uh, I saw him at rehearsal, but I didn't see him the rest of the night. But backstage, uh, Kimmel was unbelievably nice. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Bill Murray was really cool. Bill Murray, the reason I'm saying this, he looked a little old to me, to be yeah, honest with yeah, yeah. you. Know? Bill, um, Bill Murray, I, you're right. I met Kimmel and he was super, super nice. Great dude. Yeah. I'm about over uh, Bill Murray though. I mean, I enjoy him. Like this he is where I'll the enjoy most him. Social guy, right? Backstage. But but uh, like I it, in these sort of things where he just comes on and is Bill Murray, I enjoy that. I think yeah. that's his talent. I don't think he's very funny in uh, in Caddyshack. I'm one of the few people that don't I don't appreciate that goofy Carl character. And I'm and I'm over him showing up at people's weddings and things like that. He's not as endearing to me as he seems to be to, to the rest of America. A lot of people. He won the award last year. I mean, yeah. obviously, a lot of people love him. I know. I just uh, I, I, but- I, if he showed up at my. Uh, at my anniversary party, and was like, I'm gonna get, in. I'd be like, he was the last one on the bar when we all left. He was, uh, he was <laughs> the last guy. They had, you know, the last call was way before he left. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, what was really cool was, uh, oddly enough, was Eddie Vedder was there with his oh, goddess wife, and yeah. he could not have been nicer. He took pictures with everybody. Oh, he couldn't have been me. nicer. Huge and fan. Letterman loves him. Yeah, and yeah. So, uh, and he loves Letterman. So he was really, he killed it. Um, uh, he, his wife is from the area. Oh, his, his, stunning. His mother-in-law does charity work, and she's emailed me before, and I'm like, is it any way I can come for dinner at the house or something? <laughs> yeah. She's, it's so funny you say that because he played a solo show here, and I went backstage of the show before the show. I was doing, like, stage announcements. I volunteered anything to be there. And she comes in with the daughters and is eating dinner with them backstage, and I said on the air the next day, here you have this woman who, if you look online, everybody hates her because they're such fans of his. They don't want to like his wife. Yeah. And I've been around a lot of the celebrity mothers before, and she was a good mother on top of everything else. She was gorgeous and all that, but she was t- taking care of her own kids. I've seen celebrities with their kids before, and they couldn't care less about their running around and other, somebody else is chasing them. 
she actually seemed like a good mother, and that's what the mother heard. I was like, oh, God, thank God I didn't say anything bad about it. Oh, yeah, she, and she's, they're married 20 years, Yeah, and they sat down and had dinner with us. You know, yeah. uh, they, they could have eaten with anybody, right, and right, right. they were really cool with Alan Coulter was the guy who did the voice. The, the, the announcer, yeah. yeah. So he's just said, we walk in, they had two after parties. They had the big tent with all the donors next to the Kennedy Center, right? and they wanted everyone to go to that, and then uh, all the handlers were whispering to each other, let's go to the Four Seasons where they were all staying right, and go to that right. bar. And that's where everyone went. And so, if you're sitting in the bar that night, yeah. in walks oh, Steve God. Martin, Martin Short, uh, you know, J- Jimmy Walker, yeah. Um, <laughs> Letterman did not show up at the after party, but everybody else was there from the and show. And that's because Letterman came up with Jimmy Walker, right? They, oh, yeah, him he in, was uh, his, and he ta- said about it on the show. He said, look, I owe this guy. And he had him on the show every year because of that. He, yeah, he gave me he my first writing job yeah. 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 on who, Good Times. Who uh, who else was in that Letterman class? It was, uh, uh, what's that guy? Not Larry Miller, but another Larry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're The other guy with uh, the yeah. white hair. Um, Jeff Altman. Jeff Altman. Like, Jeff Altman. Yeah, yeah, yeah all uh, of all, All those, those guys that he started with, he was, you know, to, you could say what you want about Letterman. He was loyal to Oh, John fans. Witherspoon comes on every once in a while, and he's like, uh, he he says, John Witherspoon said, Letterman calls me and said, Spoon, you have to come out to Montana. There was I was driving home, That's and there was a lives buffalo on. on my driveway, and he's like, I'm not going to driveway to see a buffalo. And, yeah. uh, up until he died, uh, he used to have George Miller on. Oh, George, George Miller. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, George that's Miller. Yeah. And nobody outside of comedy knew who George Miller no, was. No, that's how yeah. I know he is right. from watching him as a kid when he used to be on the on Letterman. Yeah. That's that's hilarious. This is Tom Cotter, by the way, who is here with us. Uh, he's going to be at Side Splitters tonight at 8.30, Friday, and uh, two shows, Saturday, two shows, and Sunday at 7 o'clock. You know Tom. You've seen him on TV. He was on uh, uh, um, America's Got Talent. But he's a very funny comedian. Anybody who, who uh, sees you cannot judge you by your 90-second... Spots on America's Got Talent because Tom has Tom has a dirty side too. I like well, I that was little kids and their grandparents watching yeah, the shows. So yeah, couldn't. But that's be. that shows you uh, the versatility of of a good comedian. No other comedian has made it that far, like you know, into the finals. Have they? I was the first to make it to the finals, and I credit Stern for that because right. he was the judge. Uh, he, I had he, Howie Mandel, and Sharon Osbourne. So I had a really. I feel bad for the comics now because you got Heidi Klum was eye candy, but I don't know, know if it's the blonde about. or the German. She just doesn't, <laughs> get right. just doesn't get it. And Mel B is now a judge, and Simon, and their the British humor is a little different than yeah. American yeah. humor, and so they just don't. So Howie Mandel is really your only ally on the judges panel now, and there's not an American judge in America's Got Talent, by the way. That's Howie's so funny. Canadian. There yeah. two, Ger- two Brits and a German. But anyway, um, yeah, so I was the first. And then since then, there have been a couple of guys who've been runner-up. But uh, nobody's won it. Now, yeah. gotta, I want to see a comic. Play. I would like to see a, a young, a, a young. I don't know. I think That's they need Stern to go. Stern said when he was a judge. He said, I want to see a rock band win it because yeah. rock bands never won it. And I want to see a comedian win it. I, I got to tell you, I would eliminate the singing altogether. We've got nine million singing contests. Go do those things. I don't want to. Our season was the only season they didn't have a singer in the finals. Good. He disappointed me a little bit because he spent years talking about, oh, if I was a judge, I'd be mean and I'd tell people. He said at one point, if I was a judge on American Idol and they were a terrible singer, I would hit a button and they would slide off from under the stage and come out into McDonald's. And I would tell them, that's where you should be working. <laughs> and, I, and I looked forward to him. And then, oh, and then you know, he's hugging people and he's yeah. putting little kids yeah. through. And I thought, ah, it must be a lot tougher when you're in that position. But That was the thing with him, though, because when they announced him as a judge, uh, all the boarding and Christians, although the, 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 you know, the, 
people who have been watching the show for years said, we're going to boycott the show now. We don't like what Howard Stern stands for. Well, we're yeah. not going to watch the show. So the religious right kind of left, and NBC gambled. And they said, we're going to get all the Stern's people to replace them, and I think they'll come back. And sure enough, in the second episode, he eliminated a little, little African-American kid, the cutest kid, and he felt bad because the kid started crying. Yeah, so he yeah, went yeah. up on stage and hugged him, and then he was dubbed the kinder, gentler Howard. Right. And then the religious right came flying back, and yeah. the ratings were through the roof. Then. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's I, I, you, you get a little kid crying and a big old mean guy hugging him is good for ratings, but, oh, yeah. it, but at the end of the day, I, I still... I know, you want an honest... Oh. I thought he was a pretty honest judge, though. I really yeah, yeah, did. Yeah. You know, he I'm was sorry better that he's than, off the show now. So. I, I was... Uh, I, it's funny, because I was at NBC in LA the day that they announced that he was going to be on, and uh, and then the guy goes to me, he goes, what can you see yourself doing? I said, I can tell you exactly what I want to do. And he said, okay, I go, I want to make people cry by crushing their dreams. <laughs> and I said, if you can make me a judge in any show where I can make people cry, I'll take it. That's all I want to do. Not on purpose, but I just will not take the guilt home with me. Yeah. 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 Why do you have to? And, and I love Howie, but Howie always puts forth a couple of people who are just so out there yeah. that could never hold down their own show in Vegas, which is supposed to be the gold standard. Right. But, you know, which is why a little kid singing is never going to work. Right. Two things. One, I'm sorry that your sister lost both of her legs in a car accident, <laughs> but you're not good at guitar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's simple as that. Yeah. And then also, we all know whenever we go to Vegas, what we want to see is a bunch of kids dancing. Yeah. Ugh. Come on. This year in particular was they could, my wife called it America's Got Problems because there was a girl <laughs> yeah. there was a woman who was in a plane crash honest to God another woman another little girl whose father was dying of cancer and by the end of the year he died of cancer oh, and then, right they, had, and the then they had a girl who went deaf she was in high school and she lost her hearing right after and she's a singer mm. so it was like Jesus they uh, just tug at your heartstrings the whole time you couldn't watch the show without bawling right, right. oh not me I would so, have been like you're <laughs> <laughs> Crush him right there. Uh, Tom Cotter, he is uh, going to be at Side Splitters, and then he'll be starring in a new TV show called Me and Wang. It's coming to TBS. And then I'll be in rehab. <laughs> and then I'll be in rehab, talking about what a bad idea it was to leave stand-up to take Me this uh, Wang, show. Like Me and Wang was the original name. I just don't know how, how well that's going to go over with the <laughs> Asian community. Uh, hey, there's a the TV show called Fresh Off the Boat. I mean, but they're it's created by Asians. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is going to star an Asian. All kid, right. So listen, it's all right. I'm all for it. A couple Asian writers on the yeah. thing, you'll be fine. All right, good. What do you got? A book? Did you write a book? There? Yeah, I want you to have that. I, I would know. love to have it. This is uh, it's about uh, it's called Bad Dad: A Guide to Pitiful Parenting. Oh, that, and if I could use that. Let me see. Born again Christian or a devout Muslim? That is not the book for you. But <laughs> it is uh, it is amusing. Um, I uh, do you? I I always say like if somebody was bugging my house. And could just record the way my wife and I talk to our children, we would be in jail. Never hit the kids, never do anything. They don't even get it. I take my son's phone five minutes later, I'm like, here, take your phone back. I'm like, I'm the worst at parenting. <laughs> but the two of us are like, like, I heard my wife the other day, I was in the hallway and I heard, Joey, goddamn it, if you do that again, I'm going to punch you right in the face. And I walked inside, I go, what is going on in this house? <laughs> not, not even near each other. She's never hit anybody in her life. But if you can record it, so I, I can understand. We do not hit our children. No. We, uh, we choke them out. And they always tap. They always tap. They're always. sissies. But, uh, and we, we tease them. We tase them, actually. Is what yeah. We, do. we tase them uh, because you can't hit your kids anymore. Yeah. yeah. You can hit them, you put a phone book. You put the phone book yeah. in first. That's how my dad told me the words can hurt. <laughs> Go see Tom Cotter, sidesplitterscomedy.com. Check it out online. Good to see you, my man. Good to be in here. Thank you guys and for having me. I, I appreciate it. I look it. forward to our future work together on, As uh, do I. I'll on be a basic consultant. Cable. On your show.